I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we are talking about writing and editing books, aka the things that we read when we're putting off writing the next scene. <laughs> I don't use them to procrastinate at all. No, 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 no. Because reading about writing is totally writing, right? I tell my husband that all the time. Uh, if I'm reading about it, like I'm, I'm getting prepared to write tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, athletes train, you know, like every yes. day can't be a game, right? No. Okay. Don't listen to us. That's bad advice. <laughs> you should 100% be writing instead of reading or listening to this podcast. But since you're here, let's talk about our favorite books on writing. Shelly, if you had to give someone just one book on writing, oh dear, which one would you give them? I don't know. It really depends on what kind of writer they are. Because I find a lot of them are really focused on plotters. Whereas yeah. I'm very much a panster. So a lot of the ones I'm recommended don't work as well for me as they do for other people. Um, so I don't know. I think, so we just talked about it a few seconds ago off microphone, but um, I was really recommended the Stephen King on writing by about everyone. Like literally. Mm -hmm. There you go. She's showing it to you. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. If you're watching but, this, you can actually see it. <laughs> yes. This is our first time on video. Pardon any dust. Um, and I, so I got it and I read it and I was surprised that the first half of the book is basically a biography almost about Stephen King. Yeah. And it wasn't memoir, what I was expecting. Definitely. You know, it was like, okay, this is all about Stephen King. When's he going to tell me how to write the masterpiece? When? And then the second half he even still tells you, like, he can't really tell you how to write, but he tells you some things that he's learned, which I found really useful. And the one thing I took away from it more than anything else was that whole thing where they always tell you to write what you know, but that doesn't mean, and I think a lot of people took what I almost took from it a while ago. It's like, okay, well, I, I work as an accountant. I should only write about accounting. I live in Virginia. I should only write about Virginia, but that's not what that sentiment means at all. It actually means you know what it means to feel anger. You know jealousy. You know love. These are things you know. That is what you write. So it's the things that you feel that you know. And that really made an impact on me because it, it was completely outside of what I thought they meant this whole time. I love that. I love that's what you took away because I do feel like I run across that misunderstanding a lot where people are like, well, I've never been anywhere. So how can I, you know, how can I write about Japan or wherever? But then you think, well, how can you write about a fantasy world then? Mm -hmm. You know, if that's how you're seeing it, then how do you write about Middle Earth? You can't because you've never been there. Right, so I, use, I love that. Yeah. I mean, you can use Google Maps and, you know, the web and everything under the sun to know what things look like or even sound like. But how a person feels, you already know that. So you can just right. capture those new places by showing how you feel and sense and stuff. So I would say that was a good all-encompassing thing. And there were other great tips in there too. Um, but that was the one that really comes to mind every time I think about it. So I think that might be a good generic, whether you're a plotter or a pantser or just thinking about writing. Um, he just gives a lot of no-nonsense advice. Another of my favorites that I feel like if I had to have like a bookshelf of writing books and I was going to organize them by topic, mm -hmm. Bird by Bird would go near. 
Oh, okay. So Bird by Bird um, is written by Anne Lamont. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, one of the things that she sort of situates within the story is she does tell like little bits of her life and how it's affected her writing. Um, but the the title story is her brother, her older brother was trying to write a report on birds that he had procrastinated forever and it was due like tomorrow. And he, he's sitting at the kitchen table and he's just distraught and he's saying, dad, how am I ever going to do this? And his dad says, bird by bird, son, bird by bird. <laughs> and so she wrote this whole like writing memoir about that, but it really gives some good uh, mindset, like ways of thinking about how you write and ways of, mm-hmm. of breaking it down into, you know, you, you're not trying to write a whole book. You're trying to write a sentence. Mm-hmm. You're trying to write a page. Right. And so I really think like, this is a foundational book. If you, mm-hmm. if you were going to read one book on writing and to go mm-hmm. back to over and over, this is definitely like, I'd put that next to Stephen King on the shelf. Okay. So I think next for me would probably be save the cat. Oh, I have that one. <laughs> Save the Cat writes a novel. And I, I resisted sort of, this book for a long time. You're like, no, you cannot make me buy this book. Well, because I thought it was going to be for plotters, mm-hmm. which as we've established, I'm not. But I really think that it does provide a model that you can use even if you're a pantser as a way to like check yourself. And did I hit these beats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took a little bit for me to get through it, but I, I did like it. This, this, save the cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably because the writing style was very easy to read. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel very heavy, but it still gave good information. So yeah. the person and I like writing the-, the writing book has to make you draw you in, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to read a writing book that isn't well written. <laughs> That just seems, that's like those people on YouTube who try to tell you how to make a good YouTube video, but you watch their video and you're like, dude, this is really boring. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to you. Why are we only seeing your shoes? What is wrong? Though, <laughs> so, I mean, not only just well-written, but, um, so a lot of the ones I started out with were very murder mystery centric. They were like, you know, mm-hmm. best poisons to use and, you know. What happens in an autopsy room? It was some of it was pretty dry. Um, mm. So while it gave you the information for how to write those types of stories, it wasn't really about how to write. Yeah. So a lot of mine have been very themed, which has been great for what I needed it for, but wouldn't satisfy a generic "Hey, I need to write a book" kind of thing. Right. So I have. Um... A themed one that we'll get to in a minute. But while we're talking about the generic, hey, I have to write a book. um, This is kind of disingenuous to talk about this book because I've only read like the first two chapters. But story, I just got it. (laughs) Story genius. Okay. um, I've heard of that one. Someone recommended that to me. It's by the same person who wrote Wired for Story. So they're both like the psychology side of storytelling and like Mm -hmm. why stories work and what elements you need to have to make your story work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important because especially, you know, I do a lot of beta reading. I do writing groups as you do as well. And there are certain things that it's like, if you miss this thing, you know, if you don't, if you don't realize that you need an emotional connection, or if you don't realize that like the plot does have to go somewhere, right? There are mm-hmm. things that you have to have in a story in order to catch your reader and keep them 
from beginning to end. And I feel like this book so far in the two chapters I've read does a great job of that. Is your dog under your desk right My now? My dog has found the plate that I used to have dinner off of and is now having a grand old time, but the podcast <laughs> must goes on. So that, that juice is for him now. And we're going to let that go. <laughs> Aren't you glad I drew attention to that? <laughs> I was just going over. I'm like, what is all that noise? Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Fortunately, I can't hear it. So he must be not as noisy as you think. Can't hear the slurping. That's good. No. So yeah, I think I've heard of that book before. Um, I might even have it on Audible to listen to at some point. But it, it is important because the emotional connections, if you don't like the characters or even dislike them, if you don't have an emotional connection to the people you're reading about, you're going to throw that book down in a heartbeat. Oh, it could yeah. be as well-written oh, as, like, the words and the grammar could be fantastic, but if you could care less about any of them, what's the point? Well, even, like, you can have a really solid plot where, like, things happen in a logical sequence that's even exciting in theory. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have plane crashes and, and murderers and all, like, crazy stuff happening. But if there's not that emotional undercurrent, and that's what this book really talks about, is, like, what is the actual emotional hook? What is that piece that keeps readers reading? Because it's not the plot. It's something else. And that's what this is about. And like, I'm even, I've got little flags in here. Like that's Ooh, the, the level of reading we're doing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but shouldn't you be writing instead of reading that and flagging it? Yes. <laughs> I'm not one to talk, trust me. <laughs> I know. I really need to finish Owen because my assistant is on my case about it. Yeah, I think you're going to need to like, I don't know, hold us. I don't know, a firebrand team or something. If I don't have my book out by like ready for next month, I think I should be a punishment out there or something. <laughs> we'll think of a punishment. People on Twitter, come tell us, or any other social media as you happen to be talking to us on, come tell us how we should punish Shelly. <laughs> I think we might have to, you know, take away her axes or. Um, <gasps> Not my horses like and that. axes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no more horseback archery for you, Shelly. <laughs> Okay, so... Wait, wait, I got one more. Oh, John you do? Okay. Yes. Um, and this was just recommended, I don't know, about a month ago. Um, 2,000 to 10,000. How to write faster, write better, and write more of what you love. And again, I, I kind of held back on this. This was actually recommended by someone in the writing group I was in. Because um, mm -hmm. I was thinking it was going to focus on uh, plotting again, but it's really more about have kind of a generic idea of where you're going ahead of time so that when you can sit down, you're not having to then research and and get all these distractions out of the way. You're just going to sit down and that's the hour that you're going to write. Mm. And th there's a lot of good tips in there, but uh, it's uh, definitely more than I thought it was going to be. How you can examine your writing styles and times you write and get the most out of your day. Awesome. We all need that. What was that book called again? 2000 to 10,000. How to write faster, write better, and write more of what you love. It's a catchy title too. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about sort of the general, you're getting situated in writing. We've talked about a little bit of kind of plotting and how to get the story mechanics down um, and how to write faster. Uh, so I have a genre specific one because I think a lot of our listeners probably fall into the genre space. Um, writing fantasy and science fiction ah. is a book published by Writer's Digest. And the there's pieces in it by Orson Scott Card, 
Philip Athens, and Jay Lake, among others. The section on world building is really interesting. Okay. Uh, Orson Scott Card, I believe it was, that wrote mm-hmm. that part, is talking about doing uh, an exercise with students when he's saying, like, magic has to have a price. And so if we start with this kind of magic, what kind of price might we have to pay for that kind of magic? Mm -hmm. And he ends up with this crazy magic system where, like, magicians can do magic, but they lose a piece of their body. So, like, you have to, like, lose a finger, right, to to do a small spell. And so being – you can tell, like, how much magic someone's used by, like – what they're missing and the, the students ended up creating this whole universe and a plot out of this idea. Um, but I thought it was an interesting way to come about, come around to the story because I usually think about character first, but this was really like thinking about the world first and then finding out like what works within that world. Uh, and that's just one tiny piece of what's in this book. Like this is, I would call it like the Bible of fantasy and sci-fi writing. If you don't know where to start, but you want to write a fantasy or sci-fi novel, like this will get you started. Do you have any books that you would recommend for editing? Like you've written the first draft. Editing. Ooh. Not really, because that is really my downside. I do have another themed book, though. <laughs> oh, what's your themed book? So mine is, I don't know if you can see it, it's Wonder Book. Ooh, that looks pretty. The Illustrated Guide to Creating Imaginative Fiction. Uh, it's by the same guy that wrote uh, the Steampunk Bible. And it's got a bunch of things in here from a variety of people like uh, Neil Gaiman. And there's just a lot of illustrations. And there's, it's just a total, I don't know, visual how to write worlds and how to imagine them. Like here's some stuff on weird fish, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just, it's not only interesting to read, it's just got so much random stuff. It's almost like reading the trivia of how to write, um, imagination, you know, imaginative fiction and, and so much to like pull from it. I, I just found it a really great read. That's awesome. Now I want it. See how I distracted you from editing. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Sneaky, sneaky. All right. No, we're going back to editing. Fine. Stop it. So I actually have this, This I have one book on editing that I return to pretty much every time I end up editing because it's called Self-Editing for Fiction Writers. And it's by uh, Renee, I think, Brown and Dave King. Um, and what I like about this book is the way they break down editing. So they talk about show and tell, right? Showing versus telling and when you need to do one or the other. They talk about characterization and exposition. So like, how do you make your characters feel real? They talk about POV. They talk about dialogue mechanics. They talk about interior monologue. They talk about, um, things that get kind of, deep like how often should I mention a thing in order for my reader to remember it without overemphasizing it so it's annoying Mm. um they talk about voice which is a very hard thing to pin down and I really like I don't know of another book specifically on editing that doesn't 
just like it's not too fluffy and it's not too mechanical. It's like that perfect space in between where I feel like if I work through this book and I edit a book with it, I have done the best that I possibly can in editing that book. Okay. So yeah, self-editing for fiction authors. Writers, sorry. I should probably try it because editing, man. (laughs) (laughs) The closest I think I have is uh, the How to Write Mysteries, which is part of a genre writing series. And it it touches on stuff like that as well, uh, but really geared towards the mystery. You know, not giving too much away, giving a little bit away, getting your characters built up, your red herrings, all that kind of thing. I think it's easy to get overwhelmed with editing because it feels like you have to fix everything all at once. And that's what I like about this book is it sort of breaks it down. So you can, if you really wanted to, you could go through each of the like 12 chapters and reread your book for each of the 12 chapters and fix things. But I think that would get tiresome. (laughs) You could do a couple at once. So do you find yourself remembering it all and and thinking of it while you're rereading your book to do the editing? Or do you find yourself having to do it like check by point? No, there's definitely things that I've sort of absorbed from, from reading that it's funny because if you if you had me, if you were like, okay, well, what did you learn? I couldn't necessarily say, oh, it was, you know, this particular thing. But if I go back and read the book, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, that's that's where I learned this, right? Like, that's where I remembered to, to look at the dialogue and how the characters talk to each other. Or like, that's where I realized that I can do this, that, or the other thing with POV. So it does, like, if you read it a couple of times, it does sink into your subconscious. So that's good. Um, but it is the book I recommend when people are asking me because I do get that question fairly frequently okay so we are getting short on time do you have anything else that you would really recommend no I think we should just recap our book list (laughs) she's got the whole bookshelf so most of mine are either online or or not I only think I have a physical copy of wonder book and then the how to write mysteries okay so you had wonder book how to write mysteries and what was the other one the cat. Oh my gosh, what is it? No, no, the 2000 to 10,000 oh, writing 2000 faster. 2000 to 10,000 writing faster, yes. Uh, okay. And then we had uh, Save the Cat. We had Story Genius. Yes. We had Self Editing for Fiction Writers. We had Writing Fantasy and Science Fiction. This is going to be fun for the people who are audio only because they're just going to hear all the books <laughs> thumping on the table. Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont and Stephen King's On Writing. If there is a book that we missed, you should tell us about it because we might want to read it to procrastinate. I mean, to learn more (laughs) about. We have to hone that craft. We need to just really get, spend a good week or so just, just reading. Yeah. Just dive right in, you know, get deep and then we'll write. Definitely. Totally. It'd be so much better after that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, so if there are books out there that we didn't mention that you think we should have mentioned or that we th- you think we should read, uh, let us know. And maybe we'll do another one of these someday to give you even more amazing writing books to add to your shelf. This has been Books on Writing from Indie Book Talk. We'd call this like the, the reading list section of Indie Book Class, maybe? It's our little miniature book club. Little miniature book club that we're doing here. If you like this sort of thing, if you're interested, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are on the socials. Come and find us. It's a hide-and-seek game. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. And listen to the next episode of Indie Book Talk. Bye! Bye! Gotta do the nerdy way if it's important. (laughs)